What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Good morning. Good to see everybody here today. Those of you tuning in online, let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Trent Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri. We're so excited that you tuned with us online this morning. But what we want to do is invite you to come down next week, be a part of what's going on right here in Jackson, Missouri. The rest of you, good to see you back. We are going to be continuing this series today called Our Mission. So over the last couple of weeks, we began this series. We've been talking about the mission of Next Level Freedom Church. What are we really about? We've talked about the fact that we weren't just some other church that planted in Jackson just so we could say there's another place to sit in our rumps on Sunday morning. We are here on a mission. God has given us a vision and a mission and that mission statement was in the video that you just watched. For those of you that missed it, we're going to have it up here again in just a minute. Today we're going to be continuing this series. We're going to be talking about business. For the last couple of weeks, we talked the first week about discipleship training. The second week, we talked about athletics and entertainment. This week, we're going to be talking about business. So let me go ahead and pull up the mission statement. For those of you wondering where I'm getting these topics, it's right there in the middle of everything we're about. Here's our mission at Next Level Freedom Church. Our mission is to effectively lead a generation of believers to a closer relationship with God through discipleship training, athletics, entertainment, business, family, and in all walks of life. This will be accomplished by giving people the opportunity to freely worship God through the exercising of their gifts and effectively sharing Jesus Christ. With others, What do we believe? We don't believe that we don't just come to church on Sunday to have a seat and get comfortable. We believe we're here to serve in God's kingdom. And our mission is to do just that. So the first sentence talks about what we're about. The second sentence talks about how we plan to accomplish what we're about. And for those of you who think that's rather long, well, just a minute, we're going to have our vision statement, which sums it all up into five words. Our key scripture this morning which has been our key passage for the last couple of weeks, is in Galatians chapter 6. We're going to be looking at verses 7 through 10. And last week we mentioned that that word effectively is mentioned a couple of different times in that mission statement because we plan to effectively lead a generation of believers to a closer relationship with God. And we plan to effectively share Jesus Christ with others. If we can't do it effectively, then what are we really doing? We're not really accomplishing anything. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 10. Here's what it says. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Verse 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Verse 10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, 
Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And that is an awesome verse. That last sentence is what our mission statement is all about. Our mission statement here at Next Level Freedom Church, which sums up our whole mission statement in five words, is reaching others where they're at. Where are they at in life? We've been talking about the last couple of weeks. So if they're down in the gutters of life and they feel like they can't get out, we want to be able to effectively reach them there. But if they've been a Christian for a hundred years and they're still trying to learn this thing, walk this thing out, we want to reach them where they're at and effectively mature them to be the everything they can be in God's kingdom. Today we're going to be hanging out in Luke chapter 16. We'll be kind of our hangout today. We're going to be hanging out. It's going to be Jesus talking. So, I mean, no, when Jesus talks, it's usually good. So, uh, but Jesus is going to be talking here. And this story, as I read this story, I was preparing for this message. It kind of made me question. I had to get out my commentaries. I went through a few before I finally got what I was looking for out of this. Because when you read this, it sounds like the wrong things are being uplifted if you just read it that way. But, with the help of some commentaries and some help, we're going to be able to translate that this morning. Luke chapter 16, we're going to start in verses 1 to 2. Here's what it says. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Wow. So right at the get-go, we find a story of a, a manager who seems to be rather crooked, who's not handling the possessions like he should. Now, in a minute, you're going to find out the masters know better. But Jesus is giving us an example here to teach us. Today's topic is business. So how does this relate to business? That's going to be our, our mindset today. What are we doing? Because in our vision as a church, and I'm not going to get into details. If you're tuning online, you need to come because I want to show you our vision. And I've got it on paper, and I will hand it to you. Because there are going to be several businesses involved in the community center we've been talking the last few weeks. We won't get into specifics on that today, but we would like to see you come down if you want to be a part. Because running a business is important. I've said it before. Jesus talks more about money in the Bible than he talks about heaven and hell combined. Is what we find by reading the scriptures. Now today's message is not going to be about money. But how many of y'all know if you're going to be a successful business owner or successful business manager, you've got to know how to manage your finances, right? Right. So point number one, though, what we gather from right here so far is that businesses should be built on honesty. I've known owners and I know people who get into it for the wrong reasons. We're going to talk about them in a little bit, so I'll try not to get ahead of myself. We're going to let that scripture speak this morning, and I'm just going to kind of be here and see where God wants to go with it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24. Here's what it says. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And if you've heard that before, if you've been at Next Level Freedom Church for any time or you've been tuning online, because we've used that verse a lot. But the point is right there, what we're trying to learn from that is that in order to receive an inheritance, our inheritance, when we're on that job, when we're working for that manager we don't necessarily like, remember, you're not working for him. 
You're there working for God. God has given you that job. He has given you the ability to make the money to provide for your family with that job. So when you're there, you should be working as if God himself was standing next to you through the entire day and helping you, I guess helping you or guiding you as you work. Because really, it's not about us. We've said that before, too. At the end of the day, it's not about us. But so what we've got here at the beginning, though, is that this manager has done something. It doesn't get into specifics. All it says is that he's not managing well. He's been wasting possessions somehow. And this, uh, the master's trying to have him give an account. Now, here's what the manager says to himself. Reading on there in verse 3 of Luke 16. It says, the manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. Know what, know what I'll do. Okay, hang on. I know. I'm going to lift the eye out. That's why it didn't make sense. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will come or will welcome me into their houses. So his mindset has kind of shifted a little bit, right? He's like, okay, so if I lose this job, this is why it's important to work as if you're working for God when you're there. If I lose this job, and apparently whatever type of job it was, he had been ripping people off and crooked. We're going to find that out in a minute. Now he's got to figure out, I don't have this job. And when I lose this job, I can't dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I got to figure out something so that people will actually like me at the end of the day, even though I don't work for him anymore. So here's number two, and you're going to think this is kind of strange, but roll with me for a minute. Point number two is that businesses have a plan. So what is this guy doing in his head right now? He's thinking, okay, I got to do something. I got to do something because I'm getting ready to lose my job. I can't do all this other stuff. I've got to figure something out. And then, bing, it's like a light bulb comes on over his head. He's like, I got it. And now we're getting ready to find out what he's got here in a minute. But here's what Proverbs chapter 28, verses 19 to 20 says. Businesses have a plan. That's the point. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. Wow, that's kind of harsh, right? But that's true. Verse 20 says, a faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. So then my question becomes, yeah, we have to provide for our family, but at the end of the day... Why do you do what you do? Is it to get rich? Are you trying to get rich off of it? Now, like I said, there's that portion we're providing for our families. But then there's those people that are just eager to get rich. So what do they do? They launch a business. And some of them, the Bible talks about those people. We're not talking about it today. Some of them get successful. They make it because they've worldly done some crooked things, made it in the business world. But... What did this say? It says if they work their land, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. But it also says, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. So what is your reasons? If you're going to start a business, and I'm talking to you this morning, whether you're online or here, and you're looking to start a business. Let me ask, what is your motives behind what you're doing? We're going to talk more about it in a minute, so let's, let's move on. Luke 16, verses 5 to 7. Here's what it says as we continue. Here's his plan as he starts planning this out in his head. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. So now, apparently his master is some sort of loaning uh, business. So he's calling in the debtors, the ones that owe him a debt. And he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? Verse 6 says, 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. 
And the manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. So he cut it in half, right? We're going to find out why in a minute. That's why I said, with the help of a commentary, it began to make more sense. Just moving on there in verse 7, it says, Then he asked the second, And how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. And he told him, Take your bill and make it 800. So he knocked off 20% of the debt, right? Now, what is this guy doing? In his mind, he's trying to make some friends because he knows that he's getting ready to be out of a job and he may need somebody to help him find some work. Point number three is that business is always about what you can do for others. When we start businesses, we do it to perform a service. God, usually people that go into business have been given a gift and they want to share it with the world, whether that's with the material things, their building, their retail, or that type of stuff, whether it's other businesses, factories, whatever it may be, the person that launched more than likely was trying to do a service to that community. That's the point of a business, right? So businesses are never about how can I get rich, like the Bible just told us. What they're really about is how can I be a benefit or how can I help others with this business? Check this out. So when we read those verses, it's a little bit like, what? Okay, so this guy is crooked. Now we're seeing a little bit of that crookedness, right? He's trying to go underneath of his master and cut off some of their debt. That's what it sounds like when you first read. But check this out. When I was reading the commentary, I'm just going to read it from what I had. Here's what it says. The Jews were forbidden to lend money at interest. But they got around this by lending out commodities, oil, corn, or wheat, and charging interest. So the Jews weren't allowed to charge interest on money. That was against their laws. So what did they do? They thought, well, i got to get it somehow. So they start loaning out material things like corn, oil, those type of things. And then they can charge interest because it's not money, right? It's kind of slippery. Jesus is going to talk about it here in a minute. But so this master apparently is just as crooked as the man. We're going to find out that more in just a minute. So what they do is they sold these commodities so they could charge interest. Since you could dilute the oil, the interest on that was 100%. So apparently when you read the way he cut this off here, the oil that was really owed in that debt was 500 gallons. Or did it say gallons? Something like that. 500 gallons. But they doubled it to get the interest, right? So they charged 100% because you could dilute the oil. So on wheat, the next guy was wheat, right? The interest was perhaps, they're not sure, around 20% because he noticed that he knocked off 20% right off the top. So what's he doing? He's doing the right thing with the wrong motives, right? So he's doing what they're supposed to be doing anyway because they're not supposed to charge interest. So it's kind of like some people when they do their taxes, they try to find those little loopholes they can get through. Not saying that's right, but you know what happens. Things they can get through to get more and more back. But this man was apparently doing just what the Jews were not allowed to do. This is what Jesus is getting at in a minute. So let's continue to read. But check out what Proverbs twenty-two sixteen says first. It says, one who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth and who gives gifts to the rich, both come to poverty. Now, they may not in this life, but we all know that at the end of this life, there's a whole other life, right? So when they die, it's coming. They may get rich. And, you know, a lot of those people, you got to remember whose kingdom you're living in. Of course they're going to get rich by doing dirty things because right now we're in Satan's kingdom, right? Jesus has already taken the keys. He's coming back to reign. 
But right now, why do bad things happen? Well, remember, it's kingdom you're a part of. Luke chapter 16, continuing where we left off in verse 8. Here's what happened. Check it out. So as he did what he just did, he cut off the interest. Now he's doing the right thing just to make friends. And he's helping these people out. Here's what the master does. Check this out. He finds out about it, obviously. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. Here's what Jesus says. He's still Jesus talking. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Point number four. Business should never involve this on this game. Not only is it against the law, and if you get caught, I've seen business owners get caught, not paying taxes, getting out of it, they lose their whole business, and then they end up having to pay all that back. But not only that, but it, it should never involve that. So what has happened here, here's what's happened. It looks like the master is rewarding this dishonesty. We're going to find out why. That doesn't make sense, right? He's dishonest. Now the master is making less. But check out the reasoning. He was not punished for this because by doing it, he bought favor for the master as well. Because now, the steward's dishonesty made his master look pious or made him look religious or made him look good, right? Oh, well, he just knocked the discount. Now these people like me too. So, oh yeah, come on back over here, buddy. Let's use you some more. So this is why he was invited with open arms because he knew that he had just helped his reputation. Maybe the master didn't have a reputation. Jesus doesn't go into details. But Psalm 112, 4 to 5, here's what it says. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate, compassionate, sorry, and righteous, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. When we get our offering, when we collect our offering on Sunday mornings, there's something that's up there that we leave up there intentionally. It says, blessed to be a blessing. So when God blesses you with more, God doesn't just bless you with more so you can get more. God blesses you with more so you can give out more. You can give more to help those that are in need. That's what Psalm 112 is telling us here. To be generous. Be generous with what we have. Live it freely. So conduct them justly. Luke 16, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, verse 10, where we left off. Here's what it says. Whoever can be trusted with very little. Some of you are going to recognize this from just little things you saw in Christian bookstores. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters, another one that you're probably going to know. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Check out the last one. I always get this right here. You cannot serve both God and money. So when we look at our priorities... And remember, I've said before in a message, the way I can tell what your priorities are is just by two things. I can look at your daily planner and look at your checkbook. Because what you spend your money on and what you spend your time doing is your priority. 
Now, I hope that in that daily planner, when I picked it up from you, I could find time with God somewhere during the day. My devotional time, my prayer time, whatever it is, should be on your daily planner so that you have a time to do that. If not, then maybe that's something we need to work on because what can happen is if you get to trusting, this case we'll use money because it's the example they use. If you begin to trust money more than you trust God, then money becomes an idol in your life. And Timothy tells us about money. I'm not going to go there today because I told you this wasn't going to be about money. This is going to be about business. So point number five is that business should always give God glory. At the end of the day, People should be able to tell by looking at you and your business who you serve. Check out what, this, there's a man, I'm not sure who he is, but his name is George Buttrick. And this was in the commentary as well. Has said, this rogue acted with foresight. He's talking about the guy who was being crooked and was taking things. He bought friends with money. Check this out though. Jesus is suggesting that we act with the same kind of foresight and use our money for that which is lasting. What's lasting? Anybody ever had those moments in your life? Maybe especially around Christmas time. Because you're buying all these gifts. And maybe you bought something. You really thought you needed it. Then you got it home. And you're like. Wish I had my money back. For this. But then by then it's too late right? You done opened it. You got it out. You're like man I wish I wouldn't have spent. But see once. See my pastor told me. That money that you give. You never miss that money. It's just gone. You give it out, you're blessing someone else. But the money to which you receive something when you buy, that's the money that we miss. And some of us know that it's bills. Maybe we got more bills than we would like. We'll talk about that in another sermon. That's called a budget. We can figure that out too. But remember, check out what 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 to 13. Here's what it says. Business should always give God glory. This is our point. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. So God says, if you want to eat, you need to work. So work is not the problem. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy, but they are busy bodies. It's talking about those people that claim they're always so busy, but they never really accomplish anything. That's the type of people it's talking about. So they run around in circles, maybe they, they feel a little here and there, and they're just always got something, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And I talk to these kind of people, they ride in my car sometimes, they're just like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. I'm just so busy, Pastor, I'm so busy. But really, they're not accomplishing anything. They're just busy bodies. They're not busy, they're busy bodies. So if we're going to work, then we need to work while we're accomplishing something. Verse 12 says, such people... We command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. Anybody ever heard of, uh, this may not translate well to Spanish, but mooches? Don't know mooches. Someone that's always got their hand out wanting something from you all the time. We call those mooches. I know that's probably American slang, but uh, so mooches, those people that are always wanting something from you, but they're never giving anything. Those are always takers. That is, that's most of society. Let's think about it real quick. So those that are working and earning, then you're doing a good thing is what it's saying. But if you're not, and you're just a busybody, you're not accomplishing anything, and you're just bumming on, off of other people when you need something, these are the people he's talking to. Settle down, earn the food you eat. That's what the Bible said. It said earlier, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Just want to throw that out there again for those that may be tuning. Verse 13 says... And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tired of doing what is good. 
Never get so caught up in what's going on that you miss what's going on around you or you miss those moments or those opportunities that God gives you on a daily basis to minister to somebody, to, to speak to somebody, talk to them. You don't even have to mention Jesus. Get to know him first. Talk to him. See if, you, if there's anything you can pray for them with. You know, people, I have been told one time, and it's actually where you were. Uh, I actually got told one time, I said I would pray for a man. And he looked at me and said, don't you pray for me. That's the only time I've ever heard someone reject prayer. Most people will receive the fact that you're praying for them well. Even if they don't know what they believe about God. They believe that if they know you're a born-again believer, they know you're walking it out, then they'll come to you. And it'll be in the side. Most of the time they won't do it in front of other people. And the, I get this a lot. Please don't do this if you you're listening, but I get this a lot. Hey, preacher, come here. Don't call me preacher. Just, if you want to call me pastor, you can go there, but I'm not really a preacher. I'm just a guy that said yes to what God had for me, but they'll pull me aside. Hey, preacher, come here. Can I talk to you a minute? And they'll tell me something that's going on, and they'll ask me to pray. Now, in front of everybody else, this was at one particular job. It wasn't anywhere around here, but uh, they, they may just make fun right along knowing that you're a believer. They may poke at you at different things, but then behind the scenes, that's when you really get them. So whether you feel like that or not, you need to live this thing out because people are always watching. So uh, if you're not online, I need to go ahead and dismiss you this morning. Next week, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. If you've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that's where all of this starts. That's got to happen first. If you're going to launch a business, you better have God behind you when you're launching that business. It's simple. The Bible talks about this thing called repenting. It means you're going this way. You're going to make a 180. You're going to go this way and follow what God's will is for your life because your way wasn't working. So the Bible talks about repenting. It also says in James that if you believe Jesus died and he rose again, you shall be saved. It's as simple as asking. You say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe you rose on the third day, becoming victorious over death that I might live. I ask you to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, forgive me of all my sins. From here on out, I want to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. You pray that a minute from the bottom of your heart. I want to say congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Here's what I want to encourage you to do next. Whether you understand what you did or not, you should go to the website. Go to nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. Up at the top, there's a menu button. Click that. Move over to the far right side. There's this link that says the road to new life. If you click on that, it's going to take you to a separate website, which is going to walk you through why we get saved. Why is this even a necessity? What do, why do we have to do this? It tells you why. It tells you how. And that prayer or something similar to what I just said is there as well. So if you don't really know how to pray or you don't know how to find the words, it's there as well. So check that out. And then at the very end, once you get through all the pages, you follow each page in the order they're listed. You get to the last page, there's a contact form. That comes directly to my email. If you accepted Christ, I want to know about it because I want to celebrate with you that you accepted Christ. So go ahead and send that my way. All you have to do is by name, put your email, leave your message, and hit send, and it'll come right to me. So uh, do that if you've never done that. That way you will understand more in more time than what I have here. Take you about 10 minutes depending on how fast you can read. 
But I want to thank you if you're tuning online. Next week, we're going to be continuing this series. We're going to be talking about family. So I hope you'll tune in next week. Until then, God bless.